Hey everybody and welcome to the Darkcast. This is DCI number 62 and I'm your host Jonathan Miley. In this episode, Brian and I got to talk to Jaron Moore and Chad Cedar, who are uh, producers and composers on on the Pokemon Symphonic Evolution uh, concert series. They have worked on a, a number of other concert series in the past, most notably the Zelda Symphony of the Goddess uh, series that was going on last year. Uh, if you want to check out our interview with Jason Michael Paul about that series itself, I'll have the links to that in the show notes to this episode. Uh, if you want to find out more information uh, about the Pokemon Symphonic Evolution series, then you can also check out the show notes to this episode. We'll have links to the website and everything where you can buy tickets. And uh, yeah, shows are coming up soon, so uh, check that out. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at darkstation underscore com. You can subscribe to the podcast. We are the Darkcast, and we're on iTunes. While you're there, give us a review and let us know what you think of the show. And finally, if you want to send us an email, you can do that at podcast at darkstation.com. Now, thank you for listening, and on with the show. on the Darkcast tonight. How are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having us. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks a lot. This is great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so before we get started, we'd like to know a little bit about who we're talking to. So if you guys could introduce yourselves to our listeners. Uh, my name is Jaron Moore. Uh, I'm the producer uh, and lead creative for Pokemon Symphonic Evolutions. Um, and uh, just a really, a really big video game nerd. Awesome. That's that's what we like to hear. You, you may <laughs> have noticed can, we, we do video relate. game stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Chad, what about yourself? Uh, my name is Chad Sider. I'm a I'm a composer and also a gigantic uh, video game nerd. It's fun to uh, marry the two together <laughs> whenever I can. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Uh, a lot of times, who we're talking to are you know video game developers, and a lot of those positions are relatively understood. Could you guys talk a little bit about what you actually do on kind of a, a day-to-day basis, and um, maybe a little bit about your background, how you kind of got into this field? Whoever wants to take it first. Uh, sure. Um, <laughs> I hate talking about myself. Um, <laughs> But I'll go first. Uh, well, I, you know, I, uh, at the, from when I was a really, a, just a really young kid, um, I, uh, I just, I grew up watching movies and playing video games, and I just knew very early on that that was something that I wanted to do with my life, and uh, eventually went to, uh, went to school, and, um, uh, and went to film school, uh, got a degree in film directing producing and uh that eventually led me into a career in um in the video game industry uh where i kind of moonlighted and did a lot of music supervision and audio direction um and video editing um and uh being a huge orchestral orchestral geek um and just listening to movie soundtracks and video game music all the time uh sort of and 
a lot of my friends are composers and I, I tend to try to become friends with people that I admire and that I, and that uh, whose work I adore, um, helps me kind of get into their brain and sort of, you know, I, I sort of feel like if you surround yourself with brilliant people that just kind of helps, I just kind of, some of that might rub off on you. <laughs> so and that's why he hates me so much. Yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. I, I really hate Chad because none of it rubs off on me. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not getting anything from you, man. No. <laughs> Actually, no, Chad, Chad, uh, Chad makes me look, um, way better than I have any right to. Uh, and, um, uh, the, uh, really my role is I'm an idea guy. Um, I do a lot of high level concepts, um, in terms of, uh, what if we did this? What if we did that? What wouldn't it be cool if, and, um, and then collaborating with him, uh, with him being Chad, uh, uh, in bringing, uh, in the context of a show like Pokemon Symphonic Evolutions, the idea of sort of um, uh, bringing this music to life and then combining it with the visuals and taking, you know, really taking audiences on a trip down memory lane uh, to kind of get in touch with the nostalgia and just the the wonderful opportunity that's before us to, 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 to represent this franchise in a very regal, majestic, exciting, cinematic way. How did you I'm guys all... actually get started with this? Because, I mean, like, obviously, like, I was, I was quite surprised when we got the, the request for an interview, interview to find out that it's not just, like, a, like an homage to, to Pokemon, but you guys are, like, officially Pokemon-sponsored. Uh, yeah, and, uh, well, you know, we, we have Nintendo to thank, um, uh, our, la our, our last project was, uh, uh, or, or collection of projects was the Legend of Zelda 25th Anniversary Symphony, the, uh, the CD that shipped with Skyward Sword, um, and then, uh, the Legend of Zelda Symphony of the Goddesses, which, um, was, was really a dream project for Chad and I. Yeah, we, and, uh, we talked to um, uh, Jason Michael Paul about that, I think, like, a year ago. Oh, great, great. Yeah, yeah that was, man, I, I think that really was, like, a year ago. Yeah, Holy that's cow. right. <laughs> we actually caught him on a, on a short on a short timeline, too, because he was, he was getting off one plane and climbing onto another, so we had him on the in-between. <laughs> well, won't be quite as stressful on this call. <laughs> um, uh, no, um, yeah, Chad and I... Uh, uh, Zelda had always, Zelda, The Legend of Zelda is probably my is probably my all time favorite series, um, video game series, video game franchise. And uh, I had worked with Jason on a concert series uh, before the inception of that show uh, called Play a Video Game Symphony, and um, he had hired me on as a producer to come and sort of uh, uh, revitalize that show, and. Um, uh, something that I was secretly uh, a desire I was secretly harboring all along the way was to do a Zelda show and so um, I had actually uh, brought Chad on to play to, to kind of tinker around and do some uh, experiment doing some concert arrangements updating a few of the arrangements on um, on play and, uh, and, and through that process um, I just sort of whispered into Chad's uh, uh, beautiful little ear that um, <laughs> I, I I really I, I really thought that we should we should you know do Zelda and that if we built it they would come um, 
and uh, and so we 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 basically combined our powers and took that concept, that uh, that fully fleshed out concept to Jason, and he connected the dots, and and we uh, and that project was born. Awesome. Very cool. What about Chad? Chad, say something. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm gonna I'm gonna time out for a while. <laughs> well, with that amazing transition, Chad. What about yourself? <laughs> oh well, um, I'm a composer. I live in uh, Los Angeles. I've been working on film and TV and video games for about the last, actually, over ten years now. Um, and then the concert thing kind of started uh, with with Jaron, and I had done some arrangements. I, I worked uh, uh, for a composer uh, for a lot of my my uh, early years in Los Angeles, uh, named Michael Giacchino. Uh He won an Academy Award for the score to Up uh, a few years ago, Ooh. and he kind of taught me everything I know and kind of granted me the knowledge <laughs> in what I'm doing now. In putting these shows together, uh, so I kind of came up that way, and and he's he gave me a couple great opportunities. Um, well, uh, a few years ago, I scored. Uh, well, I guess last year, I scored uh, the newest Star Trek video game, and uh, that had 120 minutes of music, and we recorded it with a 123-piece orchestra, which. Uh, is one of the biggest orchestras that video games have ever seen, actually, which was really fun to do. Um, but uh, more and more, I've been really loving doing concert stuff, uh, starting with Zelda and and now with Pokemon. I I just love the concert hall, and and above all else, I love li- uh, live musicians, which is kind of funny to say because of course they're alive. Uh, <laughs> But uh, never be too sure. Yeah, exactly. Nothing worse than a dead musician. That's right. So, <laughs> so uh, that's that's kind of where I come from. I come from kind of this old school music approach, and I I love to kind of infuse that the that Hollywood sound into into games and into the concert hall too. Very cool. So uh, you guys mentioned that uh, Nintendo was kind of behind a lot of getting uh, you guys working on Pokemon. Was it kind of a natural transition going from Zelda, uh, another Nintendo property, or did was there you know a weird space in between where you're trying to figure out what to do next? What was kind of the story of of doing well, Pokemon? We had kind of been uh, mulling an idea of a, a new concert series over as as. Uh, Zelda was coming to a conclusion and uh, we were kind of tinkering around with a lot of ideas but uh, Pokemon just felt like the next logical step for us that we had something to say that would be a, a just that we knew would be a, a phenomenal show so uh, we took it before Christmas of last year uh, Christmas 2013 we took it t- uh, to um, to the Pokemon, Pokemon Company International, and they, we got a response almost immediately. They were really excited about the idea, um, and as Jaron uh, mentions quite a lot, uh, it's important to us to make some our our uh, 
our projects have as much of a first party vibe as as possible. So it was really, really important for us um, creatively and professionally to make sure that we we made it as authentic of an experience as possible. So we've been working incredibly closely with the Pokemon company to make sure that that this is just an awesome show. Well, and that's and that and and to go a step further, um, just to kind of nail that home. Um, I mean, there's there's you can license something from a company and still do it relative in a relative sort of third party fashion where it's informal and you're you're basically you're basically producing it on your own. Um, but the way Chad and I really we just have a very strong conviction with on these kinds of things. It's important. It's important to us, and it's important for us to for the fans that if we're going to do this, we want it to we we don't want it to just appear official. We want it to be official, and that means getting that means getting the original creatives involved. So like on Symphony of the Goddesses, uh, Chad and I work directly with Egil Numa and Koji Kondo and his staff to bring those arrangements and that video and all the creative materials on that show to life. And in the same way, um, we don't have a, an Ejil Numero Koji Kondo for Pokemon. Those two, those, those two roles are smashed together and combined into producer and composer Junisui Masuda. So um, we're just having a blast getting to work with him. And, uh, and, 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 I, and I think he's having a blast as well. So what was the process like taking some of the original music, especially since Pokemon goes all the way back to like the, the Game Boy itself? Uh, and taking some of that real early stuff and bringing it uh, not only a little bit into the future, but just, you know, having a whole symphony behind it. Well, uh, it, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It has its, it, it has its challenges and it has, you know, but, and it also has its awesome shining moments. But the toughest part is in spanning, uh, spanning an entire franchise like Pokemon and what what was Zelda too at the time was how do you give it this consistent vibe? Um, mm. Because I'm not a big fan of uh, when uh, a bunch of arrangements are kind of put together from different people. I I I, I believe in kind of a, a a cohesive experience, and I really wanted to make sure it all felt like one large body of work. So. In doing that, I kind of, I, I, as I had said, I'm kind of a old school Hollywood guy, um, and I, I kind of wanted to give the music this cinematic kind of back to the future sort of vibe, almost to the music. Uh, back to the future. There's a, you know, Braveheart. All these kind of uh, late '80s, early '90s scores were some of my favorites, and and Jaren's too. Um, Star Trek 2 and so when we when I go to uh, do an arrangement of the pieces I would I would listen kind of very closely to these pieces and then just kind of started putting them into my own setting and uh, thankfully uh, Masuda-san <laughs> liked it <laughs> I, was, I was incredibly nervous when we sent off the first delivery to him he's a he's a very busy man and so we have we've grouped our deliveries together in large groups and so I had done 20 minutes of music and um, uh, and sent it over and uh, usually 
first deliveries always make me nervous. I, I do nothing but pace for days until I hear back. <laughs> but thankfully, he loved everything, and, and uh, it's, been, it's been really fun kind of going in that direction since then, this kind of old-school Hollywood kind of way. Very cool. Um, so, what was it like, though, taking something that's, uh, you know, especially like the Game Boy stuff that's very chiptune, uh, and turning it into orchestrated music? Uh, how do you how do you kind of go about doing that? Uh, I, I really kind of don't go about doing it any differently than I would doing an arrangement of, say, Pokemon X and Y. Um, you kind of... You kind of look at what you've got, and you know instead of looking at it from a purely technical perspective, because is the Pokemon X and Y music more complex than Red and Blue? Yes, but on on a purely technical side. But what I what I make sure to look at is what the what the music speaks, like what it says, and when you look at it from that perspective, the concepts become much bigger and much easier to tackle. So it's really kind of about taking those ideas and putting it into a sonic space that makes sense, that is enjoyable to listen to. And, you know, sometimes on the later stuff, it's about taking ideas and, you know, cleaning them up for the orchestra. And then, and then sometimes it's an issue of expanding ideas, adding counterpoints and... and you know, making it really lush and figuring out what you want to say with the music. Um, it's really a fun process. I, I would make sure that I kind of would equally switch between generations as I was doing it because every Pokemon game has a very different flavor to it musically. So it kind of kept me on my toes and kept everything interesting for me. <laughs> it, it, so uh, obviously you guys are spanning kind of all the generations and trying to get um, you know, uh, almost a nostalgic look back at some of the, the the older stuff as well as the newer stuff, just to to kind of elicit that 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 particular you know um, like emotions and things like that that go along with it. Um, but one thing that Pokemon definitely is is it's still um, it's kind of formulaic as far as the way um, the individual stories go, and in that they're all they're all pretty much the same, and the real making the real stars of it the Pokemon themselves. Um, it, it, do you guys follow kind of like any kind of a, a story set up for the music? Or, you know, it's I, one of my favorite things is always when like either the Team Rockets or their equivalents are introduced and shenanigans ensue. <laughs> um, are, there, are there kind of callbacks to that stuff in the uh, in the program? I, I so, think. Oh, go ahead, Jaren. I was gonna say. So, the the short answer to your question is yes. Okay. Um, did you guys see Symphony of the Goddesses? No. Okay, so with Symphony of the Goddesses, we, we were able to tell much larger, grandiose story arcs, and, mm-hmm. we, and we packaged the music from those games into and organized that music into, uh, into a kind of a classically programmed four-movement symphony. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had an overture, and we had a prelude, and an intermezzo, and interludes, and all. I mean, it was very, it was very traditional and sort of that way. Symphonic Evolutions doesn't necessarily uh, the Pokemon franchise doesn't lend itself to that for the very reason that you that you outlined in terms of how every game is very similar um, as far as what the goal is and sort of but that said every game ha- and Chad has hinted at this every game has its own flavor 
and you're meeting new characters, you're getting into new situations, uh, encountering new antagonists. Um, and so what we're doing is uh, taking the music that is associated with memorable moments from the game and then sort of uh, retelling those story, those little micro stories as, as vignettes um, okay. within each generation. And, and what that does is it really makes the program super modular. So we'll have a set number of pieces from Red, Blue, Yellow. And, uh, of course, we're, we're also referencing Fire Red and Leaf Green in, in, that, in that category. And then going to uh, Generation 2 with uh, Gold, Silver, Crystal, and then doing, you know, have, sprinkling in visuals from Heart Gold and Soul Silver into there. Um, but... Uh, each one of those has a certain uh, we, we highlight a, a certain number of pieces from those generations and, and, and as we go and as the tour progresses this initial set list is what we've built with Masuda-san um, and kind of based on our own preferences and sort of what we have gauged as popu initially popular with the Pokemon audience but, um, but as, that, as we progress that program is going to no pun intended that program is going to evolve <laughs> and, okay, sorry. Fair pun, enough. Pun Do you intended. have the required stones? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we've got the required yep. stones. Excellent. <laughs> so, so pun you know, intended. as <laughs> so, so you know, as as requests come in and as we gauge response from fans and kind of see what they like and um, you know, and 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 as we ourselves sort of get in, you know. A little bored with the program and want to shake things up. Well, we will we will definitely update it and um, and keep things interesting and give people a reason to come back. Okay, that's awesome. that is that is very awesome. So I'll also be learning what people want. You know, oh. <laughs> uh, sorry to interrupt. Oh yeah, no go. We're just you know as right out the gate, we can only do what we think is best, but we appreciate and read everything that we get. So, you know, we're going to constantly be learning, you know, what is working and what's not working about our what about our show, but <laughs> we're hoping everything works. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you guys oh, go ahead, Jonathan. I was just going to ask so is is everything kind of arranged chronologically um or how do you actually kind of have things ordered? Uh, we, we do do it chronologically. We have it organized. We start with red and blue, and we end on X and Y, um, and we throw a couple little curveball surprises in between at times. Uh, but, you know, it was it, it's kind of important for us to, to go in order. Uh, we didn't want to make it just feel mixed and matched. So every game, every... Uh, Every uh, collection of games has about an average of of tw ten to twelve minutes of music, actually, which is really great because it gives us plenty of time to kind of touch on 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 the greatest tunes, and then and then uh, and then we and then we move on. So it, it's constantly feeling really fresh and 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 interesting, and it gives everyone something. Mm -hmm. Do you ever use that? Um, um, the, you know, obviously with the game focus itself, do you ever take the time to call out like specific Pokemon um, while things are going on? 
I'm looking for, I'm looking for uh, Psyduck up on, a, up on a big screen. That's all I'm saying. Sorry, sorry re, re, repeat the question. I, I said with everything, you know, how it's all kind of game-focused like game focused and game-centered, um, do you ever take, the, like, a couple moments to call out, you know, per game, maybe, like, specific Pokemon? You know, something that we're, um, that we're doing as sort of a fun aside, um, kind of throwing in there for pre-show and intermission, um, is we're doing, we're doing Guess That Pokemon. Nice. Uh, okay. <laughs> and um, I talk about and, a callback to the show. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we're at, we're actually bringing that back, um, and figured that would be really fun, as well as a lot of um, uh, official facts and trivia and things that kind of can keep you engaged. Uh, you know, when there's some downtime during the show. So um, you know, that's that's definitely that's definitely an aspect, and we figured that would be the best place to plug that in and get to see get to see those characters because we are we are using that artwork. Um, Pokemon Company is definitely um, is definitely facilitating that for us, so we can use it. That's excellent. Well, you you just make sure you get a Psyduck up there for me at one point. You got it, Psyduck <laughs> for you. <laughs> You better show up so you can see it. That's how uh, you know. Hey, you come, come around Jacksonville. I will. I will be there. Okay. All right. Oh man, Jacksonville. We've gone through all this trouble to get a Psyduck in there, and that's it. That's like I said. I told you at the beginning. I got kids. I'm on a real tight budget. If I got a Psyduck, it's got to be close. Note to self. I have until the Jacksonville show to get that in there. That's right. Yeah. I don't need to hear about it anywhere else. Just make sure he's there for that one. <laughs> Poor Psyduck. Poor dude. Constant headache. Little cute duck. You know, psychic powers. So cool, but just always in pain. Psy, I, I. Well, so um, I, I've, I've, I've made a note of that. Um, <laughs> my job is done that's excellent I, I can move on to the last part uh, Jonathan what you got <laughs> um, I, I don't really have any more questions and we're running out of time so if we want to go yeah. ahead and start the end game then let's do it alright yeah we, we'll go ahead and do this um, as, a, as we explained a little bit at the beginning we do like to end with a little bit of a more personal questionnaire um, inspired by the inside the actor studio the way James Lipton likes to end it um, uh, par parts are hard parts are goofy um, we'll, we'll do it. But, uh, so, uh, question number one, um, I always like to start with, um, who is your favorite, um, video game protagonist? Uh, I mean, any of my friends know me well enough to know that it's probably going to be Link. Ah, uh, come on. Name someone what? else. What? <laughs> aren't you, aren't you... I mean, it's, he's asking me what my personal favorite is. That was that, that. It was a very. It's very personal, absolutely. But it's just so like we know that about you. But we we don't know that about him. So, well, so okay. let me it's so okay. let me come up with something that totally betrays who my personal personally favorite protagonist is. Joe Battle. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, I I mean, who is who's one? you answer, Chad? I'll think of another one. Well. <laughs> Mine's a little <laughs> tough because he doesn't really talk too much. And he does Link as well. That's right. Neither does <laughs> Link. It's like <laughs> he just wanted you to say something else so that he could have Link. Uh, I was all gonna he, say, you. Uh, ironically, his name is you from uh, Persona Four. I I love Persona Four, and I I really think that 
that uh, the way that they kind of do the entire uh, family vibe in that game really makes your protagonists just feel so much more pro. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I just, I absolutely love it uh, that you get to know the character so deeply without him really saying too much at all through what his friends think of him and and through you feeling like you're doing real real accomplishments in progressing that story. It's really cool. You know, you know what? Nathan Drake. Okay. He's he talks. He does talk. <laughs> was it was that a requirement he can't talk? No, not at no. well, you know. What uh he talk, probably, <laughs> Chad he probably, brought it up like that was a bad thing. So he probably talks too much. <laughs> he talks the perfect amount. <laughs> I, I, I love Nathan Drake. He's a, he's every he's everything that I love about Nathan Fillion and Harrison Ford and that whole genre of characters that those guys have portrayed. Absolutely. Um, all right. I'm gonna next question is gonna flip this on its head and I'm gonna ask for your favorite antagonist. Oh. Krang from Turtles in Time. Nice. Mm. Good callback. Okay. Nice. Evil brain. <laughs> That's so tough. And it's so cliche to say, like, Sephiroth. Yeah, don't, don't say that. <laughs> Jared, feel free to give him a load of crap since you said, like, some if he says Sephiroth. Yeah. <laughs> That's how our relationship works. <laughs> it's 90% of our phone calls. <laughs> Man, I'm going to have to think on that and then come back much like Jerry did. <laughs> we'll give you some time. Okay. So, you know, keep that one on the back burner. We'll come back to it. Uh, next question. Uh, and, you know, uh, either one of you feel oh, free to go. I know. I know. I'm Do sorry it. to interrupt. Dr. Wiley. Perfect. Mm, good. Dr. I, Wiley. I don't, I don't even know why I had a hard time with that. I like it. <laughs> you know, it's like an evil Doc Brown. I'm, I'm there. He's... He's the best. He's the you best. Know, you know, Mother Brain is also a classic. Indeed. Yep. I like Mother Brain a lot. She likes you. <laughs> <laughs> She's just looking at you with that big eye, lovingly, flap, flapping her eyelid. She doesn't even have an eyelid. That's a real goopy picture. Okay. Oh. All right, next question. We're, we're moving on from Mother Brain talk. Uh, what is your least favorite trope or theme in video games today? Today, as opposed to yesteryear. Correct. Yes. I will not accept what your favorite, your least favorite was last year. It's got to be today. Least favorite or favorite? Least favorite. Your least what what you don't. If you could get rid of one thing, and just never see it in video games ever again, what would it be? End of the world. I'm so tired of it. You know, this the, the the whole kind of one guy you know, the bad guy is kind of against all of humanity for <laughs> whatever reason. Um that the that is to me like I'm it's becoming a little overwhelming and it makes me kind of not connect with the stories as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um because I just feel like, okay, you know, we get it, he's evil, you know, and, and it- Actually, coming back to Persona 4, what I liked about the story was it was much smaller, and it took place in just this little town in Japan, and if you guys haven't played it, I I highly recommend it. It just felt 
it just felt like the stakes were much higher, ironically, when it wasn't an end-of-the-world type scenario. Very cool. Uh, I'm, I've been trying to... I haven't even really been listening to what Chad said because I've been trying to... <laughs> I've been trying to, like, crack my brain. Um, uh, my... My, it's not a trope. I mean, it's. I mean, my, my. I don't know. My least favorite things are just fetch quests. I, I just. That's I, that's acceptable. Yep. That is absolutely a trope, though. Yep. That's. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. I mean, it's a trope that people try to pass off as a feature. Um, yep. I, I hate. I hate it. I just. I. I. I hate busy work in games. Mm-hmm. Like, kill me. I would rather I would I would I would rather die. <laughs> so I mean I'm just I'm I, I got too many things to do. If I'm gonna play a video game, please, please show me something or put me through something that's gonna move me. And and uh, and you know and that and on that on that on that on that turn, you know I, I don't mind short games. I don't mind tight, short tight experiences. Um, that that leave you that leave you just floored. Um, I mean, people complain about games being, you know, games not being long enough these days. And I just I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just like getting old. But I, I don't <laughs> I don't mind short games like Portal Portal Two. That was excellent. That yep. was just yep. just the right length. And mm-hmm. that and that also has one of my favorite and uh, protagonists. Protagonists or antagonists? Who, who, who became an antagonist and then turned back into a protagonist? Uh. <laughs> Come on, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, All right, next potatoes. question. Um, you guys have done. You did. So you did your Legend of Zelda. You're doing Pokemon. Um, what what's next? If you could choose anything, what game? What game would you do a symphony of next? You know, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're we've been working so hard for the past seven months to get this one out the door. We haven't really thought so much about it yet. Um, I think those ideas are going to start coming, but uh, we're almost we we're we're, we're kind of superstitious, um, ah, and, and so and so we 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 definitely don't. I, I don't know. I think it's it one of those. Goes, if you put it out there, it won't happen. And then I got you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Will, plus, we I like to keep that people, answer. Plus, we, we like to keep people on their toes. We're kind of apple-y like that. <laughs> what is what does that even mean? That you, we you know like Apple Incorporated. You will uh oh we we, oh. we hold it close to our chests and then we'll you know kind of ready to announce that one yeah. last thing. Well, yeah. they, they try. They don't do a very good job anymore. No, they used to. I I, I think. Uh, Jobs must have just like not let anyone in the company know. He just had everything in his brain, and exactly. now that they have paper trails flying around, it's just oh yeah, of course. Or they that. just leave phones places. Oh, sure, yeah. Well, we're very uh, we're very Steve Jobsian in that sense. Uh, <laughs> All right, <laughs> but 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 really, truly, to be honest, is we we're working uh, so hard to to make this a, a resounding success, um, and and. Uh, you know, there will definitely be. We've got we've got some ideas, um, and we think that they're really cool. But we haven't uh, we have not started developing those yet. 
not until um, not until we feel comfortable that we've kind of got uh, uh, Pokemon Symphonic Evolutions out the door. And yeah, we're we're not done until we've sent every Pokemon fan on the face of the planet into a frenzy because this show is so cool. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> uh, next question. We've got three left. Um, if you guys are already living the dream, um, is there anything else you'd ever like to try as a profession? Any other dreams you'd like to live? Chad wants to take one of those suicide missions to Mars. I have thought about that a lot. The go to Mars and never come back. <laughs> I mean, I bet, awesome. I, bet, I bet you could take a computer and write from there and just beam your MIDI files to Earth. I'm sure I could. I'm sure they have Wi-Fi up there. No problems. That's why I have such a vested interest in what SpaceX accomplishes. <laughs> Jared, um, planets in your future? Uh, you know, I, I love what I do, and um, I love I love uh, I love what Chad and I do together. Um, I think much like Chad in terms of um, you know he he loves pursuing this kind of thing, and also you know writing for video games and. and and writing for feature film and television, uh, I think similar in spirit. Uh, my my first my first love, or or maybe concurrent love in in being a a, a young creative uh, kid back in the day, um, was not just playing video games, but also imagining uh, what these stories, how they would unfold if they were feature films, and and that that's what my degree's in is in film directing and producing. And um, and so I I, I I definitely haven't given up on that dream. I, I, I think I, I think that that's something that um, you know that's something that I definitely want to want to want to pursue when it, when the when the right opportunity uh, comes or when when the time is right. Awesome. All right. I like them both. I like them both. Uh, <laughs> next question, second to last, penultimate. Um, have either of you guys seen Escape from L.A.? Yes. Okay. Uh, that wasn't the actual wait, question. This is a lead-up. Wait, 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 really? I don't. I don't think I have. It has a fantastic score by the late Shirley Walker. Oh, okay. Yeah. You you there really you seen Escape from L.A.? Yes. I was waiting for one of these. You're, you're like the second person in all of the podcasts that's seen Escape from L.A. Congratulations. I was the first. Was why, the first. <laughs> um, why Escape from L.A.? So here's Snake the question. So, yeah. Exactly, Snake Plissken. So at the end of Escape from L.A. Um, Snake Plissken comes into um, the property of, you know, he, he actually comes in uh, into control of a group of satellites that span the Earth that call, basically will cause uh, an EMP blast that'll send us back to the Stone Age. Um, the question is, you get a note that says that's happening tomorrow. What game do you play tonight? Fallout 3. Uh, I would actually have to go with Fallout 3 as well. See, this is why we this is why we love each other. <laughs> that um, is excellent. That's the quickest anybody has ever answered that. Or that I would I would go with Mega Man 2. Hmm. Okay. I love Mega Man 2. I I thought the question was going to be how are you going to escape from LA? <laughs> <laughs> Chad is actually Chad is actually in LA and I I think between the two of us I'm the one who's only who I, I did live in L.A. I actually successfully escaped. Got That's fantastic. My wife and I spend a lot of time... My wife is conduct is is conducting 
Poke- Pokemon Symphonic Evolutions, actually. Uh, her and I spent a lot of time discussing when the apocalypse happens, how screwed are we and how are we getting out of Los Angeles? <laughs> Mini sub. And he has he has answers to those questions. That's right. That's I think, though, my wife will be upset if, if I'm like... If I knew the apocalypse was coming, that I went and went to go play Mega Man 2, I think she would be See, very mad. I really don't want to use the term apocalypse. You know, I don't want anybody to really die. I just want you guys to be forced into playing a, a game. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so that's that's why I take the time to go through the elaborate fiction beforehand to make sure. I would <laughs> I would screenshot a full playthrough of my favorite game, and then print it out into a flip book. That I could, into, into into volumes of flip books that I could then re-experience. That's, that's actually that's a phenomenal excellent. idea. I like it. And then you can just, I mean, technology be damned. You can just relive it. Yeah. With right. One one flip at a time. The first, the world's first let's flip. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I feel like this could really be a thing. It, <laughs> Started here, folks. Yeah, you heard it here. You heard it here first. Uh, last question: um, At the end of our lives, when we come to the gates of the Mushroom Kingdom, and Toad, ever the uh, the dutiful helper, is uh, at the gates with the book of our deeds, um, what would you like him to say to you before he lets you in? Uh. Oh, Toad. Yep. Ch- Chad. <laughs> Does he have to say anything? <laughs> no, absolutely not. If you don't, if you just want him to kind of give you the grunt and let you go, that's cool. I'll accept I mean, that nobody's ever chosen silence before. <laughs> but, but as The Walking Dead has taught us, silence is a viable option. That's right. I mean, I just because he's gonna start with the like ah. <laughs> <and> then, <laughs> uh, I'm already, I think, gonna be irritated enough that I died. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm not so sure. I, I really, I, I really need him to reinforce my frustration with, uh, <laughs> with continuing to be dead. <laughs> I, I want, I want the condition to be that I have to give him a piggyback ride. <laughs> okay, done. <laughs> and, done. And, and 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 yeah, that's. I would be. I would actually probably piggyback him in, in on in with me. Considering he was the strongest in uh, Mario 2, maybe he could give you a piggyback ride. Hey! Just ride on his head. <laughs> <laughs> a, mush, a mushroom ride? Oh. Now we're, I, going, now we're going dark. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry. That is it. You guys have passed. Um, we offer no prizes, but uh, thank you for playing. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys very much. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> That's what we well, like to hear. We like to have fun. So, <laughs> well, so so do we. Um, we hope to see you guys at a show. Uh, you're but you're both in. You're both in. Uh, He's in. Uh, I'm in Atlanta. In Atlanta. I'm in Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, okay. Well, uh, we'll definitely. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll be. We'll, I mean, how close is Jacksonville to like? Where is Jacksonville? I'm trying to. Think. Uh, we're uh, we're at the top of the state. I'm about two hours out of Orlando. Okay. Well, 
I'm sure we'll. I, I, in fact, I know we'll probably be coming to Orlando. So, may, okay. so maybe you would be willing to. I uh, that yes, <laughs> yes. That is and a, then, that's a drive I would make. And then Atlanta is. I mean, we've been to Atlanta several times. Um, it's for, one of our best Zelda. performing cities. So yeah, I'm sure we'll be there. Awesome. And Chad and I have a few friends in Atlanta that we always like to see. So we we always look forward to going there. Good deal. And getting getting some barbecue. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for talking to us about Pokemon Symphonic Evolution. If you could send us out by letting our listeners know where they can go to find out more information about the show. You can go to www.pokemonsymphony.com and find ticketing information there. And we should add that uh, we have only two shows on the books, uh, Washington, D.C. and Philadelphia, and we really need your support if um, to uh, to add more, uh, it's it's kind of up to you guys to uh, help us help you so if, <laughs> and get so the word got, out. So if you got friends or family that live within driving distance of either of those shows on on August fifteenth or September nineteenth, encourage them to come. The more successful those are, the more places we can can bring uh, Symphonic Evolutions to afterward. Awesome. Well, I hope everything goes great. Good luck kind of finishing everything up as you head towards the ever-growing, closer, ever-looming uh, August date. Uh, good luck with it all, and uh, I hope you do get to go more places. <laughs> Thank you guys very much. Yeah, thanks. Thank you guys, and have a good night. Okay, okay you too. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.